Within the multiverse sits a fantastic magical realm, a place we call Hearth. This is the world of Megas Elgar. His tale continues here, episode four, Sampling the Hypotenuse. A mystery can often bring minds together, but whether this breeds creation or catastrophe is conditional. When one spends the better portion of their life heralded as an expert in their field, it's hard to admit you require lessons in anything else. It can be as much a battle of egos as it is in intelligence. A mega such as Thadalor Elgar has earned a meticulously tailored reputation throughout Hearth. Dr. Graw Horatio has spent decades cultivating many impressive letters to his full title. When both collide to explain the strange magic discovered around a scalpel traveled through from Dr. Horatio's world, the battle is fought not with weapons or magic, but with a wager. Do you think it's safe? Well, it was in your coat pocket for elements know how long. There's only one way to find out. Hmm. It has a perceptible glow along its blade. The slicing pen's natural capabilities must have increased with some kind of magical energy. I believe a demonstration is in order. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait! No! 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 And I have to renovate the kitchen again. Great. That was amazing! Such potency! I didn't even touch the wall! Slicing across the air was plenty enough! Great! Awesome! Put it down! Uh, good point. Very slowly. How the hell did it do that? It's just supposed to be a surgical what's-it, right? So why is it doing the whole thing? Do you think it's possible that the scalpel's metals were charged by the resonator? No. If that was the case, my flask of mead would have gotten quite strange going to your world. I believe what we're seeing here is your tool of science trying to become a tool of magic. So the slicing pin's transforming into its magical equivalent? Possibly. I propose that we form a task force to investigate the nature of these... <clears throat> um... Tools! Udo, remind me to make a cool name later. Yes, Megas. Now to lead this task force, I elect me. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't have. I accept. You! This is more than just a magic problem, Magus. You don't even know the first thing about science. Not to mention that your last foray into the unknown blew up three homes. Magic requires critical thinking to a degree that tests the limits of one's sanity. Science is based on rules. Therefore, all it would take to master science is pure memorization. Simple enough. Ugh. Scientific study takes years of research. You can't expect to just solve one of our biggest mysteries that even our best have yet to figure out, let alone in your first try. <laughs> I figure out impossible things every day. Science couldn't be all that different. If magic is that straightforward, I should be a warlock by the end of the week. And I'll be a hypothesician within the hour. That's not a thing. Well, neither is a warlock. <sighs> What 
makes you think you have the know-how to lead this kind of thing? I have a BSP, an MBCHP, and a PhD in quantum mechanics. Well, I can spell too. That doesn't mean I'm going to gloat about it. Oh, fine. Let's make this interesting. If you can complete a science experiment that a third grader can do, I'll eat my tweets. And if you manage to cast a single spell by the end of today, I'll... Uh, I'll... You lick the mucus off Kike. <laughs> you fiend! That's horrific! I accept. Huh? Come on, Udo. I'll teach that hack who's the hypotenuseizer around here. Well, wait, I never agreed to this. I'm borrowing your Megas, science no, book, Doctor. What, no, put that Quickly, back. Put it in your cloak. What am I supposed <laughs> to do with this? Thanks again. What are you doing? A cursed child. If that man has any indication of their best and brightest, we're in a dimension of imbeciles. Piffle, I say. Indeed. Without science in the driver's seat, we'll never figure out the scalpel or find a way back to Earth for that matter. <sighs> Want me to help? I don't know. Would you be okay with casting potentially dangerous magic? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, yeah, sure, I guess. You haven't sounded this excited since I taught you chemistry. You told me if it was in the wrong hands, someone could melt a body into soft jelly. Yes? Well, it's never felt like a better time to have the wrong hands. Here, I took the liberty of stealing one of Mega Silgar's books. Oh, that's what I love about you, Kaylee. You always manage to save time by adding just a dash of ethical ambiguity. <laughs> All right, I have a few things we could use for our magical spell. Excellent! So, what are we going to do? I think summoning a fire demon might be a good way to start our magic careers. Well, no. I, <laughs> I was thinking something a bit more basic. Oh, well... I suppose a more elemental practice might be warranted. Let's make a pillar of fire. A little more basic. A box of fire? Little more. Something that burns? More like something that steams. Perhaps a transmutation spell. I knew it. You're trying to make coffee. It is a legitimate attempt at magic. Oh, come on, Doctor. We're in a magical world. Let's do something with it. And we're doing something incredible. This world has never even seen coffee. Oh, oh, my. Fine. Do your grocery shopping. Can I man the book? Uh, sure. Right. Of course. Uh, so, uh, we, we begin by... Uh, how, how do we begin? According to this, we need to read out some kind of ancient language wizards discovered eons ago. It's said to be... Uh, Innately abhorrent to the nature of the universe, which permits spells to manifest. What? We have to insult the laws of physics by cussing at it in a dead language. Oh, that doesn't seem very nice. I'll be sure to send flowers to the deities of whatever when we're done. Good. Good, good, good. So, let's see. I have the bean stand in, so I just say the incantation. What are you waiting for? Well, you can't cast a spell without a totem. U Udo said you would get a lot of unwanted tattoos and go crazy. I think that's what that necklace he wears does. Please, that's nothing but superstition. Udo said some casters go without them, and this is a tiny spell. We don't need to filter our will through a toy. We're fine. Uh, I'd rather not risk it. 
I've plenty of ink from my chemical smuggling days. Says here it could be anything with some kind of magical attunement. Necklaces, charm bracelets, I think Magus Elgar said he had one embedded in his skull? Thus the plot thins with that man. Oh well, alright, alright. So, beans, totem, should this little jade tiki head thing do? Probably, I'll take this one. Udo said the eye has something to do with their version of hell. So, that's awesome. Also, pure silver. Probably worth something. Alright, uh, do you have the incantation? Uh, yeah. Let me just... Right here. Alright, <laughs> okay. So... Inflex! Go off it all! For Nazi! Nothing happened. Uh, perhaps the inflection was wrong. Um, give me a moment. Einflex Maybe it's not taking you seriously. Uh, but why not? Maybe because you sound like a midwife smacking a cat. <laughs> I just laughed. It's a flex. Garfital Nazi. Okay. <laughs> This was funny at first, but now it's starting to get sad. Come on! Give me my coffee, you vitally dead! Is it any wonder people think you have an addiction problem? I can't stand to see you like this. Here, let me do it. What makes you think it'll work for you? <laughs> the book says you have to channel your spirit with the desire to fulfill your spell. When you say it, you have to mean it. That, and I actually know what the words mean. What? Inflex Garfatal Bonacci! Bailey, I thought we were making coffee! We're making fire coffee! Die, beans! Face my mastery over the You turned the beans to coal. If we were working on cartoon logic, you'd have done great. I'm sure Professor Biotical would have been proud. Her name is Dr. Protobiotica. Oh. oh, shoot. I was supposed to summon a fire demon. I wonder why it didn't work. We are going to have a long talk later. I know. Well, let's try a spell that will actually work for me. I just hope the Magus has about as much luck as we've had. Megus, are you sure you want to do this? I did pastry of a man thinks I'm not smart enough to understand his field. I'll show him that a Magus is never too stupid to try an experiment. Yeah, you tell him, Megus. Now, how should we show him? Well, I was hoping the experiment would be proof enough. Not exactly a grand gesture of ultimate victory, but that sounds adequate, I suppose. Okay! Ah! The excitement of the unknown. It fills me with tingles right down to the creamy center of my bones. Such elation. Well, it certainly filled you with something. It reminds me of the first spell I taught you when you were just a neophyte full of piss and vinegar. Stop that. Do you remember? I remember how useless it was. <gasps> useless! 
I'm insulting. Well, you gave me a spell that blows wind at you regardless of what direction you're facing. <laughs> Come now. I'll show you a use right now. Games dramatic! Ha! Come, Udo! We shall cast a science experiment that will reverberate across the ages! See? My cloak is all flowy with what? this spell. Cut that out! I have to sweep every time you do that! Thank you. Now, I have a very important question about the science thing you've roped us into. And that is? What exactly? as a third grader. Maybe this will be more difficult than I anticipated. It's a wonder you can see around your bloated hubris. Come again! Nothing. <laughs> no matter. We're going to do an experiment so incredible it will transcend beyond the primitive grades Dr. Horatio has so fondly claimed. Third grade? Ha! We're going to make an experiment that is infinite grade! Platinum Infinigrade! I don't even know. But I'd rather not do this alone. Come on, Kikate. Akava! What's all this? From the back pantry. Now pay attention, Udo. Magic requires spiritual hardiness and a very clear, grounded view on what you are casting. So, if I am to understand Seance, it's less about our power and more about the rules behind it. I have here one of Horatio's science books. Read it cover to cover on the way up here. Oh yeah, I forgot you read everything really fast. It's called Integrated Particle and Quantum Mechanics from a Neo-Antiquated Perspective. You think that science would sound a tad less pretentious considering it revolves around knowledge. Well, you know what they say. Pretension can turn intention into the best retention. Nobody says that. No, not really. So, how do we start this? We must state our intention by making a hypothesis. What's that? I think it's when you hide your final exam under your bed for fear of being incorrect. That doesn't sound right. Well, let's just say whatever we want and try to prove we're right. My sentiments, exactly. Now then. <clears throat> we begin at the fourth day of the seventh cycle, 651, after Phrygis, where two humble researchers of magic delve into the potential power of seance. Science. Sight, yes. Make your first observation, Udo. If I was to guess, you have two rodents with their tails tied together. Ah, as you might observe, Udo, these are much larger than simple rats. They are possums, much hardier, also fond of playing dead. Makes them easier to catch. Their efforts, aided with this stick, will help facilitate magnetism. Magnets? Oh, so we're proving magnetism via science. Right? Fusion. What? We're making a fusion. What in the name of the unblinking is a fusion? We're not splicing animals again, right? Uh, no, no. Infinite energy. Much like the Philosopher's Stone. I read in one of Horatio's books that it was a well-sought-after reaction in his world. They claim it's what makes stars. We're not. <sighs> what? We're not making a star. The, the towers barely hold it together as it is. Of course we are! I have all the ingredients right here! And all I see is a pair of animals trapped under a glass dome. Quite right, quite right. In addition, we have here heavy water. That looks like regular water. It is. So I made up the difference with a really heavy nickel bucket. The bastard weighs a ton! <sighs> <sighs> we then introduce 
cosmic rays enter the tank of heavy water. It says it'll create a glowing green rod of something called Tritium. Once that is done, we will drop the rodents into the tank. Then we will strike them with enough electricity to birth a star from the respectable womb that is my kitchen. I have a distinct feeling this is a horrible idea, sir. Ah, but this is science. It's all about how we do it more than why. I felt safer under the dragon. Quiet, you. We can't just pick the hardest experiment to perform on our first try. The doctor would understand. They're probably doing something really basic. Oh, now what kind of magus would I be if I didn't challenge myself? Yes? Oh. And what would that be? What are you doing here? I want to watch. But this could kill us. You're going to risk that? Ah, you'd be fine. Uh, really? Of course. <laughs> it's not going to work. <laughs> A doubter! Well, now I have to do this, Udo. All right. Best case scenario, we cook a pair of possums. Worst case scenario, we die horribly. <laughs> Business as usual. <sighs> Business as usual. Step one, dramatic introduction. Oh, this should be good. I am Magus Eldar, a caster, a spellmaster, a solver of disaster. Today, I regale you with what I like to call sampling the hypotenuse. I figured I'd provide an entertaining opening uh, for posterity. Uh, what do you think? Not bad. I prefer eggs with my ham. Ham? We are experimenting with fusion today. My very first science project. And potentially the last. I'll not have your peanuts here, sir. Be silent and witness majesty. Fair enough, I'll just be over by the door. We open the windows to absorb the cosmic rays. The sunbeams are entering the tank of heavy water. Ah, this feels stupid. Shut up! Now, we must aggravate the subjects. Stick! And lightning bolt! Partay full mini! I have to ask, Megas, why possum? Hey! I said, why are we using possum? We need magnets! The doctor's notes require magnets for this to work! But we have, we have plenty of those! What does that have to do with anything? Opossums attract! Did we do it? I can't tell! <coughs> too much smoke! Uh, uh, hold on. Okay? Are you all right? Ah, well, the heavy water has evaporated. Well, we've sinned against nature, and it's killed a bunch of innocent animals. Again. There's no need to rub it in. Why on earth do all your spells try to throw me out the window? My word, what have you done to those poor things? I wonder if the good doctor is faring any better. What smells like Cajun food? Uh, welcome back! <laughs> I hope 
things went as blissfully perfect as our experiment did. You don't seriously. Oh my goodness, the sound of silence. How we scantly embrace its sweet serenity, Udo. Well, we've tried plenty of spells, and as it turns out, I have no magical prowess whatsoever. It can happen for some. The knowledge is simply too much a part of you to allow your spirit to manifest. Fear not. Perhaps wizardry will be more your forte. Perhaps. I was afraid you were going to revel in my weakness. Oh, trust me. I am tempted. But my own failure tempers me to have Kakei do it for me. <laughs> I detest you. So, who won the wager? I did! You didn't. Then I guess neither of you did. No eating hats today. So, um, did any of us learn anything from this? Nope. Of course not. I, well, not, not really. And have we figured out the deal with the scalpel that cut the kitchen table in half? <laughs> Well, I learned I have an incredible gift for pyromancy. Wow. Well, that's something at least. I didn't know you had it in you. Did you enjoy casting? Yes. Yes. I... I... <laughs> I've always had a studious fascination with pretty... pretty fire. <laughs> Look at that glint in her eye. It reminds me of my first fascination for the magics. I think we've created a monster. Probably. Elsewhere in the world, the esteemed Minister Trite continues to recover from the uh, retributive injuries left by Dr. Horatio and Kay Lee. With the Mirror Cauldron destroyed, the Minister's hopes for accruing wealth have turned to his backup plan the salvaged foreign remains that were dragged through to Hoth from the good doctor's laboratory, which this impartial observer was happy to help with. After all, it was a wise man who said, finders, keepers, losers, weepers. God? God? Ah, there you are. It's been nearly a week. Did you sell that junk like I asked? And how, sir? We got quite the hole. <laughs> You sold all of it. <laughs> you sold all of it? Oh, that's wonderful! Oh, my goodness, this bag is heavy. Well, not all of it. I noticed something weird about this thing after we sold the rest. I figured you could take a look. Hold on, I've got it right here. Hmm, well saved, considering this metal prong is thrumming with power. Seems like it's designed to make sparks. Like a striker? Does this thing have a fist? Of course not, God. That's why that's a stupid name. Of course, sir. Hmm. Let me try pinching these prongs together. Ooh. Exquisite! I didn't even need to cast a spell. Nice one, sir. So how much do you think we'll make for it? I think I've changed my mind. This could prove to be profitable in a... A different capacity. <laughs> God, fetch me the others. But we sold it all, sir. We did? Yeah, we did. Well, who did you sell it to? Well, uh... You know who you sold them to, right? I saw a few people that were having a rough time of it, so I started giving a lot of it away. I mean, it's just junk, right? <laughs> Smiling faces have a tendency to bleed together with me. You what? It's, it's all right, sir. I'm sure we can find them before the Magus catches wind. It can't have gone too far. 
We'd better. Then he'll have a reckoning that will echo down the ages. Oh, you reckon? What wonders do the tools of Dr. Horatio's laboratory hold? Will the Magus and his new doctor friend be able to work together long enough to solve the mysteries mounting around them? Be sure to return for the next episode for all this and more. In Magus Elgar by Kennedy Phillips, the narrator was played by Rick Cabral, Kaylee Fawn, Sandra Espinoza, Udo Malaki, Chris Moore, Magus Elgar, William Violinus, Dr. Graw Horatio, Randy Nazarian, Minister Trike, David Ottavino, Got Ironball, Brian Stavali. Enka Kay was played by Kennedy Phillips. The theme music was created by Hamed Hokumzadeh. Incidental music by Andrew Maz and APM Music. Vocal performance was directed by Andrew Cornell. For a full list of credits, please visit MagusElgar.com. Magus Elgar is a Melody Gun production mucked about for the entertainment of listeners like you. Greetings, acolytes. I'm Magus Serling Tenthorn. I truly hope you enjoyed Magus Elgar today. But our magical journey is not over, and neither is yours. If you enjoy the nonsensical antics we're up to on the planetane of Hearth, why not consider supporting our ventures? Visit MagusElgar.com to find more about the world of Hearth, view artwork, get your hands on high-quality episodes, or even just sample the music because you're that particular type of wonderful audiophile that listens to soundtracks instead of real music, like me. Magus Elgar Season 1 is also available wherever audiobooks are sold. We have a newsletter that can keep all you acolytes informed about what is coming next. You can also engage us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and SoundCloud. We also have a YouTube page full of videos that talk about all sorts of nifty things in the world of Hearth. You can also help us by giving an honest review on your favorite podcasting platform, or share with your favorite mortal creature or interdimensional traveler. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, we hope to see you again.